really forget how loud that is when it first comes in. Welcome to our spooktacular <laughs> Halloween episode. Oh, is this is that what we're calling this? Absolutely not. Good. No, Good. I don't give a shit about Halloween. <laughs> well, you know, it's the uh, it's a death battle between the Halloween lovers and the fanatical Christians out there today. Uh, it's so dumb. <laughs> I, everybody you know, wants to be tolerant of everybody until some kind of any kind of celebration comes up. Then everyone's so intolerant of everyone. Well, you, you know, um, back in my religious days, this was like one of the holidays that the the church that I belonged to was like, you know, we're we're gonna stay as far away from that holiday. In, in fact, um, we did do something in the church parking lot where we just drove up with cars and opened our trunks and had kids like come through trunk and or just treat, get, man. trunk or treat, yeah. So, you know, um, but other than that, it was a pagan death holiday and you were going to die. Well, to be fair, every Christian holiday was taking the place of a pagan holiday. So I mean, there was a a reason for that. There was a reason for that. It was to make it easier to convert people to Christianity. Sure. If they didn't have to change the days they celebrated, just what they celebrated. Yeah, I I always think that it's funny that um, they celebrate Jesus' birth. What is that on Christmas? On Christmas, right? yeah. when I believe he was born in April. Yeah, something like that. Because there was grass on the hills. Yeah, like that, that. Yeah, it, it was more just to compete with one of the pagan holidays. Yeah, yeah. more than anything. Else. He was born in the spring. Oh, and I love that uh, Easter has the the bunnies and the eggs, which is really r- directly related buck, to what's her face. She was a, a Sumerian goddess. Yeah. Of fertility. Mm-hmm. Those were her things, but yeah, yeah. we just co-opted them. Yeah, we're just going to take those for okay, ourselves. Yeah, you can bring it's that fine. into Easter. Guys, guys, that's just pagans trying to, you know, stain the good Christian holidays, blah, blah, blah. It's all crazy. They're not. I mean... Would that even be the exact? I mean, I'm sure that's, no, that's not the exact date or any anywhere close to the date that they well, suppose think, Jesus died, right? No, I think they just celebrate on Easter because it's closest to the. Uh, it's an equinox. Well, it's not, thing, it's not right? close to the equinox. Equinox is March 21st. Yeah, but I guess it is kind of close. It's somewhere around that area. Like it's usually like the last of, last of March or the first of April. Mm-hmm. So I guess I would put it close to the equinox. Yeah. I mean, I to me, the dates don't. The dates aren't that important to me. You know, from a religious standpoint, like if that's the day you choose to celebrate something, that's the day you choose to celebrate something. I learned something today. Uh Talking about dates. I'm sorry. I'm not trying to derail you. (laughs) Well, I mean, I learned that my argument as to. okay, so if you go through the calendar, right, Mm -hmm. you get to uh, September, October, November, December. Mm -hmm. Those are all numbers. Yeah. That's seven, eight, nine and ten. Sure. But it's the eighth, ninth or ninth, tenth, eleventh and twelfth month. Correct. Yep. And I had always been told that it's because July and August were given to Julius Caesar and Augustus. Mm. So they were interjected. Turns out I was wrong. Oh. There were only 10 months in the year. Okay. Started in March. Oh. April, May, June. Okay. July was called Quintember. Quintember. Okay. August was Sextember. Ooh. Because five, six, seven, eight, nine. Sure, makes sense. January and February didn't Get exist. Get that out of your dirty minds out there in the internet world. Sex temper. I want you to wrap your mind around this as 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 much of a slave as we are to time and <laughs> yeah. days and January oh, and February. Slave to time. That's January a thing. and February didn't exist. The days were still there. They just weren't counted as part of the year. Hold on. So d- was it not cold? During no, it was that cold. Time? But they just didn't count it as part ah, of the year. It just didn't exist. Like nice. you just trudged through that until you got to March first, which was the beginning of the new year. So it's 60 like, days of, of not existing in, in any kind of time frame. God, I'd love that. Isn't that weird? Yeah, can I have that? I mean... Just, so was there like no Mondays or Tuesdays either? Like, can we just no, I'm pretty like, sure that all the days... Well, I don't think they were called the same thing because you got to remember, like some of the days that we have are named after uh, Norse gods. Oh, yeah. Wednesdays for Odin, Thursdays for Thor. Sure, yeah. You know, so we have... I love that our, our all of our... The, the Gregorian calendar that mm-hmm. was given to us by a Gregorian monk, a yep. Christian monk, mm-hmm. is... Um, has uh, Norse gods in the days, <laughs> uh, Roman gods in the months, like 
like they're really trying to make sure that everyone could. Uh, I mean, you got to kind of believe that you have to make something that's going to be at least a little bit familiar to everyone exactly. around, right? Like you can't just be like, here, here's a new calendar with completely new words and everything in it. Like it's going to be an all Christian. Like, like the first month is <laughs> like Christ lie or something like that. And the <laughs> That's stupid, but <laughs> I'm terrible at this. I hate this game. <laughs> yeah, this game sucks. It's uh, February. Ooh, that's kinky. <laughs> or fed you marry. Relevant. I mean, that would be like it. That would be like a standard U.S. calendar. Like you have yeah. to marry a fed, so that way you don't get taken <laughs> to the gulags. <laughs> I'm really. I am so over everything that's happening mm. in our country right now. It's not getting better. It's just it, the fire. Instead of everybody sees the fire, instead of trying to put it out, it's like they're fanning the flames. They're trying yeah. to make the shit bigger. Yep. It's like, you know, you, we're sabotaging ourselves. Sure. You know? Of course. It's crazy. And, and now, and, God, now we're the over, best at it too. and now over this stupid bullshit that doesn't even pertain to us. Yeah. The whole Israel Palestine thing. Yeah. Who cares? Is dividing America. Yeah. Like, Fuck you. I mean, who just cares? like Russia and Ukraine did. Like you had. Oh, yeah. No. Who, who do you want to win, Russia or Ukraine? And if you said, you you know, you, Russia, then, you know, you were a fear monger. But if you didn't say Ukraine, or even then you worse, were also if terrible. you said that the war didn't actually exist and it was a proxy war that was being fought <laughs> between I mean, China and the U.S. How much, how much heat did Trump get for just saying, I just want people to stop dying? Oh, did you? Did you? <laughs> so um, on that Tucker Carlson thing. Uh, that they played during the uh, primary, or was it, or was it a debate? Yeah, yeah. Um, I love that, by the way. That Twitter just decided, okay, fuck the debate. We're just gonna have Trump do a whole special on Tucker Carlson's thing, and we're gonna play it, it on Twitter. I love it during. Elon the knows debate. how to make money. Trust me. Um, <laughs> well, I don't know. The, they've lost a shit ton of money, a crap ton. Well, they they lost a crap ton of money because. Um, there's a lot I mean, of advertisers. They, that they are lost a lot of advertisers. Um, the, the reason they're still in business, though, is because they cut all the fat out well, of the company. I mean, too. That's true. So, I'm not saying it's right or wrong. I'm just saying yeah. that there's there's been I mean, a huge Elon exodus. Kinda, so. Elon kind of had to know that that was going to happen. Like he's not he's you know, not stupid. I don't know that Elon knows much. Maybe I, I think it's been hyped up a little bit. I see I'm not that, saying he's not dumb or that he's dumb. Yeah, I'm just saying that I think some of the moves he makes are completely misunderstood. And then it always comes out in the end, like it comes yep. out to be yep. like, yep. like, like, holy shit, this guy's like some kind of genius. But I, I think that he's a, I think that he's an intelligent individual. But just like any individual, he has flaws and he has open spots that he doesn't have any sight into. And I think that one of the things that I've seen, I, I think that he has a really interesting way of um, just pushing people to do the things that, that he needs or wants. Oh, absolutely. Done, right. You can't be, I don't think like, you can be a CEO of any company yeah. and not have that kind of charisma do, to get people to do the things that yeah. you want them to do, yeah. whether they want to or not. I do think that he comes off as somebody that doesn't have a whole lot of empathy for people though. Like, I feel like he just comes, comes across and just has a He's want. Nice. He just has a want for, um, just getting his goals accomplished. That's fair. Like that's, that's his thing, right? Like he doesn't, I think like, the whole thing that happened with Twitter and how they let go of all of those employees to make the company solvent, it was certainly things that needed to happen. But I think that you had to lose some empathy for that right. to actually happen the way that it happened, right? Like, there was there was a mass firing. <laughs> like, it wasn't like, hey, we're going to let 20% of the people go, and then, you know, we'll see how things go, and then we'll let 10%. Like, we're going to try to keep as many people on as we possibly can. Like, he literally went in there and said, hmm, okay, I'm going to look through the list, and if I think you're dead weight, you're gone. Right. And that's pretty much what happened. Like seventy percent later, it was it was over. So, um, you know, I know that some place people need to be cleaned out. That thing's just a dumpster fire. I know some people like that that are just you know they just want their goals accomplished and they don't care who they hurt to get it I done. Know what you're talking about. I don't, uh, we're not going to talk about that. Hey, this is a uh, very very special episode of Two Drink Minimum. Um, I'm only one in. We're not pre-gaming tonight. We've no. got a lot of things going on this it, week. This this schedule has been <laughs> crazy the last couple of weeks. So once again, it's a Tuesday afternoon and the sun's <laughs> up and I got trick or treating coming up in like an hour. Happy so. Halloween, by the way. Yeah. Yeah. Happy Pagan Festival. I hope the yeah. demons get you. <laughs> yeah, I, I I went to a Halloween party and I can't tell my parents that I uh, put a Baphomet costume on. Mm. So I was the goat god of devil of of hell for the night. That was dude. So you were fun. like um, the devil in the Pick of Destiny then? 
Yeah. So you were Dave Grohl, is what you're telling me. A lot less hair. Oh, okay. Oh. I was wearing a robe. <laughs> a lot less hair. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave that open to interpretation. Ugh, man, uh, it, was, it was it was a good time though. That's good, man. I, uh, I got completely obliterated and then nice. um, spent the entire day Sunday recovering. That's that's usually how it goes. Yeah. But uh, no, it was it was a good time. I actually took uh, had to take Kinnick. Luckily, he was in bed before any of the obliteration happened, but. Smart he kid. Put on, he put on his little plague. He, he's a plague doctor this year. And he Ooh. put on his little costume. He was a hit. God, everybody loved that costume. That's a little bit like father, like son there, right? No, no, <laughs> <laughs> he's nothing like his dad at all. I Get did that push here. him into that one, though, because mm. he wasn't sure about it. I'm like, come on, it's a plague doctor. No one else is going to do it. That's and right. It'd be super cool. And then yeah, it was pretty it cool. It was pretty cool, right? Could you... Hey, we're going to pause for just a second. Be right back. And I might cut that out. Who knows? And we're back. Sorry, there was a uh, heater repair technician. <laughs> it was a technical problem. Technical was, well, we didn't solve it. Shut up. Yes, I did. He hotwired it. I hired, That's the best I part. hired the guy. So. Oh, yeah. Hey, good job. Good job. He hotwired it, and we have heat Yeah. in this room. Which was insanely awesome. <laughs> it was a tad chilly in here at first. It should have been here the other night. It was downright fucking cold. Mm, I bet. Well, the weather around here has turned south pretty quickly and actually more north yeah than south i actually had snow today up in humboldt so not yeah. like a lot but there was there was definitely a snowfall i was driving in it was I'm, it was awesome i'm really glad that we haven't seen any snowflakes here um i think there was some snowflakes in clinton i'm rooting for some though because Ooh. i got i'm trying to go pheasant hunting this year nice and uh when i go pheasant hunting i like to have about six inches of snow mm-hmm. at least around zero if not below freezing yeah because I want them birds to sit tight so I can shoot the shit out of them. Sure. You know, back to your points that you were making about how we're making, making things. Points. You were making points. Yeah, wow. you're doing a great job. Weird. Um, which you do. You do often. You make a great job. You have a great job around here. Yeah. You do a great job. You have a great job, hey, and you are a great job. Nice I work. I only do as good as my partner allows <laughs> Aww, me to do. This bumps. Yeah. I like worry, it. I'll give you pee touches later. Ooh. I mean. Or now. I don't give a shit. Whatever. Can we start a tickle fight first and just see where it goes? <laughs> How about we turn off the lights and play a rousing game of who's in my mouth? <laughs> Just the two of us. It's going to be a pretty easy game. Ew. <laughs> um, <it's new. laughs> this is the worst game. That was disturbing. That is the worst game I that I've a, ever played. I don't know. It might be the best game you've ever played. <laughs> hey, you know, one of the things I wanted to talk about tonight, um, and you were kind of alluding to it, we were kind of self self-destructing as a as a society it seems like yeah it's it's crazy to me i think a lot of that comes from just the duality of the society that we live in right now like if you really think about it there's not much gray in the black and white right now if you go back to like i want to say like the late 70s early 80s it seemed like we were much more homogenous. Everyone was trying to just get along with everyone. Correct. You know? Yep. The, you you look at the at the movies. You know, it was it was there was black culture, there was white culture, there was it was all over the place. You know, and and everyone just got along. Yeah. And it seems as though, and I I'm, I will go to my grave saying this: it all started. With identity politics, yeah, I think with so too. Being politically yeah. correct, I think that their hearts were in the right place mm-hmm. to start being politically correct. Because why go out of your way to insult somebody if you don't have to? Correct, yeah. But that turned into this whole people. We've started segregating and dividing ourselves by the as many labels as we can put on ourselves. Right. And it's like these people are, are, are searching for more and more labels yep. to put on themselves, to differentiate themselves, to separate themselves. So it's yeah. So you've got people like us that are trying to at least just just live and let live. Yep. And then you have the other side of the spectrum where it's like, not only am I gonna live my life, but I want to dictate how you live yours. Yeah. I think it goes back further than that oh, probably. and, and, and I'll, I'll i'll use this as an example and i, I think it was when because there was an entire generation of people that lived that had a pretty basic rule and that basic rule was you don't talk about two things you don't talk about religion or politics yeah in groups yeah. right like that was my parents generation for the most part um pre you know it was post-world war ii 
Like everybody was together. Everybody just wanted to stay together. So you didn't talk about the things that divided us. And I think that that was actually a really, really hurtful time in our history because we didn't communicate with each other. No, we didn't really talk to each other about the things that were really difficult. It seems as though in our country, the only times that we ever band together are after great, great tragedies, which I think that's everyone in history. Yep. You know, World War Two. You're right. Like for the 50s and the first part of the 60s. It was all yeah. It was all then, pro USA, and it was all of these great people came back from the war, and we then should support Vietnam them. Broke and, out and, and Korea and Vietnam. Vietnam, yeah. I think Vietnam politically broke. Yeah, broke us. Well, everybody wondered why we were still in in a war, you know, and yeah, I mean, everybody wondered why we were still in a war, and they they stopped wanting to fight that war, like like why. Why are we still fighting? Like, didn't we fight World War II to stop the fighting? And then we went into Korea and we fought well, that I mean, war. And the then war we went right into wars. Yeah. And I think people got tired of and, and I think rightfully so. They saw the government making money off of these wars mm-hmm. and, you know, they spoke up about it. And, you know, that was the whole I think I think really if, if you were to look at the history of Vietnam through through the, the correct looking glass, you would look at it as an America that was tired of war. And they were they were really tired of politicians lining their pockets with the money from from the dead soldiers that lined the battlefield. And well, I mean, that's it's really no different when, than when it you is look today. at when you look at the well, the, the face that they gave but. to America or the the the, the reasoning because we're stopping communism. But it's like, what right do we have as a nation to interfere with any other sovereign nation and how they run their business? Yeah. You know, if 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 there's a civil war, that's that's their war. Well, the tragedy, you know, and it's like more and more often we're getting involved in wars that have no outcome on us, have yeah. no bearing on yeah. us. And it's like why are, we we became America's or the world's police force basically, mm-hmm. and it pisses me off that every time you turn around. Some countries getting the shit beat out of them, and the only thing they do instead of trying to, to even fight themselves mm-hmm. is call America. Yeah. And we, what do we do? I mean, we just we, we just either show we up either and start we bombing. either train them, or we give them <laughs> weapons, right? Or we we give them a shit ton of money. Yeah. Which I also love. Like we can't afford to fix half the shit in our own nation, but we're shelling out billions of dollars oh. a year to other countries around the around the world that we're never gonna get back. If you look at the way that inflation has hit us, we can't afford anything. That's the thing. Like they're having to print money so fast that it's killing our dollar. No, and they're already talking about this other this this new aid package to go to Israel that mm-hmm. they're still putting Ukraine money into. Yeah, absolutely. Like yeah. fuck off, right? man. Yeah, we don't have the money to do it. We don't have the money to we've take got, care of ourselves. We've got right people now. living in streets in 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 almost every major metropolitan area, but we're gonna go rebuild fucking fuck off. Well, that's part of the reason that people are still called Nazis even today. You know that, right? Like the whole reason behind all of these wars is because we're lining the pockets of politicians, but they use the threat. Oh, it's going to be another Germany. Yeah. It's going to be another 1930s Germany. If we don't go in and although stop them. on the flip side of that, I think the word fascist gets thrown around way too fucking much. Well, especially by people who don't actually understand what fascism that's, is. That's what I was going to say. Like how many people that use the word fascist actually understand they just the they just say it, the you, true history. you don't believe what I believe, so therefore so you a are a fascist. Yeah. Actually, and that's uh, not it's almost as bad as saying that uh, I can't be racist to you because you're white. You've never been a victim of systemic racial or, or oppression. Like I, fuck you. That's yeah, not the definition of racism. De- yeah, it's not the definition of racism at all. No. No. The only reason I don't feel anything when people are racist to me yeah. is because I don't give a shit sure. about your words. Mm-hmm. I, I don't care, you know. And and to be honest with you, if anybody lets a word affect them that much, mm-hmm. that to me is a weakness of character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. That's you know? not my problem that I offended you. That's no, your problem, exactly. And that that, that's something offended. that America has sorely forgotten. Or or or. Now, granted. I'm not saying go around and like point at people and say, "Hey, hey, you, Dutzman, fuck you." I, I am, <laughs> you <know? laughs> but no. What I am saying is that not that you should go out of your way to insult people, but if you do, and people do get offended, which is their right, I guess. You know, I mean, it's like it's like it's like think back, early '80s. You're in school. You didn't like somebody. 
punch him in the mouth. You had to say it. Oh, shit. Sorry. You know what I mean? Yeah. There was no keyboard warrior like, that guy right. smells like fish. Yeah. You had to say that kind of shit, knowing full well yeah. where that could lead to. Yeah. I think I think back then, and people always talk about Gen X, Gen X this, Gen X that. Let me tell you about Gen X. We're fucking tough because we fucking had to be. I mean, we didn't have a choice. We didn't have a choice. Mm-mm. You couldn't get offended at every I little fucking thing. I didn't thing. get a cell phone until I was in my 20s. You know, so, you know. You, know you, you think about it like this. like Somebody came up to me and said something, and I get offended. What options did I have? Walk away or fight? My mom's response to that was always ignore the ignorant. Right? Like, oh, you know no. what my dad always said? Come on with the... one more bruise and I'll kick your ass. <laughs> Punch him in the That's face. That's legitimately right? something he said yeah. to me once. Yeah. Yeah. Come home with another bruise and I'll kick your and ass. And I'll kick your ass. That's tough. So, guess yeah. what I started doing? Uh, fighting. Fighting. Yeah. You might have come home with bruises, but you should have seen the other guy. Exactly. <laughs> I, I think. Well, going back to the point, I do think that well, we have lost some sight because we had people for a long time an entire generation that didn't talk to each other and so then uh, we still have generations that don't talk well, we, to each we other. have that generation now for sure but we had you know entire generation of people after world war ii that really didn't talk about the hard things to each other and um then we had you know some generations after that that we had we had the boomers for instance who were given everything you know i mean really money money was very m- money after world war ii you know i've thought about that a lot because we're coming off of a wartime economy. And even at that point, the government wasn't gouging the shit out of no. everything on no. everyone. Taxation was pretty low back then. Actually. Taxation was very low. Yeah. And yeah. um Which is a control measure now. But there there we'll were there weren't later. even a percentage of the regulations in yeah. effect any kind of regulatory force yeah. in effect that we have now. Yep. So it's like, you know, people do talk about it. And like, yeah, it, it was better then because there was less government involvement in everything. Yes. Yep. You know, the, they still had a very tight leash on what the government could do. Mm-hmm. And back then people were not afraid to stand outside of the white house and be like, you guys well, are fucking stupid. Yeah, and they did it. The, the whole Vietnam war protests is a good, which good I think were amazing. You know, my, you know, yeah. people look at me because I say that because my dad was a Marine in, in Vietnam. Yeah. But I'm like, but you don't understand, like, those protests were important. They were super important. Now, now yeah. my dad fighting that war was also important. Sure. Because he had a job to do. Mm-hmm. He was told to do it. Mm-hmm. He went and did it. Mm-hmm. I have no problem with that. But I also don't have a problem talking about people who are saying how shitty that war was because it was a pile of shit. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, we got involved in something that we had no business mm-hmm. being involved in. But Your dad should have never been over there. No, absolutely Honestly. not. Absolutely no. not. Um, but back to just about duality it's like mm-hmm. everywhere i look that divide is getting deeper and bigger and we're becoming mm-hmm. this whole just a simple binary system although everybody wants to fight against being binary we're becoming a very binary we're, system we're extremely binary now and i'm not yeah. even talking political yeah. i'm just talking everyday beliefs everyday mm-hmm. like like we've gotten to the point where if it, it's 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 that old if you're not with me you're against me and that's the problem like there are there are degrees to that and no one wants to see those degrees it's like if you don't believe everything i believe in i hate you well and i think that that's the i think that's the dirty little secret right like duality that we're talking about is not necessarily like right versus left good versus bad no it's me versus the world exactly right yeah. like i'm right about everything everyone else is wrong but then everyone has that same fucking view. And if everyone has that same view, then they're all wrong. Absolutely. <laughs> like, but, and but, I'll tell every one of them to their face. But how terrible of a society would that be? You know, if 100% of the people felt that way. To me, it would be almost as bad as just working on a purely democratic. Well, basis. I think it'd be worse than democracy in its purest form. And I love, democracy I, I, would be a. Demo- well, right, right. Democracy would be a terrible, terrible. thing to live under. Like the, simple majority. Can we talk about that for That's a second? That's just a straight popularity contest. Can we contest talk about that? Th- everything. Absolutely. Speak none, on it. None of your personal and individual freedoms would be a thing in a Not pure a democracy. Single fucking one of you them. You would have no right to property or life or anything like that in a democracy because a democracy simply says the governance of the majority 51%. of the people 
is what governs everything. Yep. So that means that if they wanted to take your house to put a highway through there, as long as 51% of the people voted for it, have a nice so fucking day, you're you, done. If you have a if you have a city they council of nine members, from you. city council of nine members, five to four, boom, you're done. You're done. Done. And we're talking not like federal politics, but we're talking like city, state, local Anything. governments. Everything. If they were full democracies without the, the protection of the Constitution, like... People, Man, they would be able to take anything. People from complain you. because you have to have mo- in most things you have to have a a a, a, a what do they call it a, a superior majority mm-hmm. or whatever whatever super majority right? super majority 60%. where you need sixty six or sixty yeah. or sixty six percent because it's like but that makes sense because that means you got to convince a lot of people sure. that your your cause is just yeah. and that you're you have a and it, that's especially that's not easy if you think about it you know historically. Like the Senate has usually been pretty close to 50 50. Yeah, for sure. It's, it's, I think there's only been a couple times that I can think of where like the Republicans had like 75 out of the 100 seats, you know? Yeah. Do you think about how dangerous often, do you often think about how dangerous it is that the Senate rules right now are just simple majority for nearly everything? Like they took all of the 70, 70 to 75 percent votes out. Yeah, actually, that and does bother me. That bothers me a lot. Like that well, scares the what, what shit. What I out love of me. about it, though, is that you know they make all these changes to benefit them now, but as soon as the house it flips, burns their ass. As, as soon, soon as, as the house flips, flips yeah. listen the whole the whole reasoning behind the seventy percent rule was to keep things from happening. Yeah, they put that rule in to deadlock things. Yeah, because they understood that any that people will suck any quorum of people that can get things done with a 50% vote will we'll get nothing done they'll get things done and it'll be against the will of the people and that's that's you could really almost say at. they would get everything done but by doing that they would get nothing done Correct. because oh it would take one week 51% say yeah let's do this and the very next week somebody could be like nah I changed my mind well think of the tyranny that comes along with that especially oh, especially in our society which will go back to the duality of the republican and democrat parties which are really the only two parties that are in power like yeah there's a few independents sprinkled through and and maybe a one or two libertarians in there but they don't have any real power no all they are, are voices the power are, is in the numbers so of the people that are in the deafened. governance that that are all working together and that's i i think that's a lot of the reason why like, if you look at the Republican and Democratic platforms, Democrat platforms, like, if you go through and look at them line by line, they don't make any fucking sense. No. They don't even, they don't even like, agree on the things that they're supposed to agree on. That's what I was about to say. Like, I, I watched part of the Republican primary from, what was that, like, last month? Yeah. And and all these fucking people did was, instead of, like, you're a, you're a group of solid Republicans, each, there's a few that I think are pretty flaky, but there's about five or six of them that I think are are at least solid in their beliefs as a Republican. Mm-hmm. Yet all they did was throw shit at each other. Yep. You know, you have an opportunity to be like, we're just... I, I know it's a popularity contest and you're trying to to get people to like you more than them, but it's like, they jammed up on Vivek... I can never say his name. I can't name, say his right? name either. And Vivek. I, I'm not I trying to be... About, yeah. I'm not trying to be intentionally offensive, but his guy. name is is Ramaswamy. Is that his? That's really good. Nice work, Ramaswamy. Um, uh, and we're sorry for murdering that. I'm probably off am, the bat, but, but we'll call him Vivek. It's fine. I mean, that's all they did. They all left DeSantis alone. Everybody thought it was going to be a dogpile on DeSantis. Well, DeSantis, but his of, he's his not great, he's right, falling right, off. Right, he's so great. they just all piled on Vivek, and I'm just like, you guys are. You're you're missing the entire point of everything, mm-hmm. and that's that's what's the sad thing. Yeah. You're turning this into a a high school high school brawl, a high school debate. Yeah, for sure. With with zero merit, it's mm-hmm. all mudslinging and shit. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, but then that's really that's all they got. That but that's really everything. If you yeah. if you really look at it and step backwards, that doesn't change. As far back as you step and as much as you can see, it's still the same yeah. mudslinging and shit. Yep. I just think it's really funny that, like, when we talk about the Democrats, they're the party that wants freedom socially, but they want you in chains economically. Yeah. And then if you look at the Republican Party, and I'm just talking party lines, like, I'm not talking actually what, no, no, what they I, do because they all want you in chains, yeah. obviously. The Republican Party wants you in chains socially, yeah. but they want— supposedly want less taxes and smaller government, even though that's not the way it's been happening at all with either party, right? Right. Like each one of them knows how to spend bigger than the other one. And it seems like this who's in power. The biggest problem is that as American citizens, we just buy into it. 
Well, yeah. Hook, line, and fucking sinker. Like well, they don't even have to. They don't even have to try anymore. Like, like look, look at the people that that are paraded in front of you as as to being your new cast of leadership. Mm-hmm. They're not even trying to hide the fact that they're all fucking idiots. I'm gonna use a big word here: the cognitive dissonance. Yeah. Ah, very nice, right? Yeah. To to be a a full party swinger, like to be a full Democrat and agree with everything in the party lines, is you, frightening to me. The Republican side's just as oh, bad. Oh no, absolutely. And actually, like the Trump side of things, cuckoo in a lot of ways. N- not that I'm saying Trump's cuckoo, you know, but he is kind of. You know, the boomers really jumped onto Trump. Yeah, they really did. He's a boomer because he was saying a lot of things that resonated with them. Sure. Yeah. And. I love my parents to death, and I'm glad they don't listen to yeah, this. I, l- I love your I love your parents too. They're amazing. <laughs> my parents were every time that I would go over there and I would say something about Joe or Gary or whatever, whoever was running as the libertarian at that point. They would just like, well, I mean, but you should vote for Trump. I'm not going to do that. Nope. <laughs> not, nope. Not even as a joke will nope. I put that vote in. Nope. I'll tell you right now, everybody listening, I have not voted in a presidential election for a Republican or a Democrat since. Hmm. Ever. I don't think I ever have. Yeah. There were there was a couple I didn't vote at all, but the last three I voted libertarian. And I tell you what, I have felt amazing Mm -hmm. because I voted my truth. Sure. I voted someone that. I, I like to actually stand. I like for to values. think I'm a man of principle mm. and I voted somebody whose principles matched mine. Yeah. I didn't vote for Trump because Biden's a piece of shit. And I didn't vote for Biden because Trump's a piece of shit. I voted for Joe Jorgensen because, because Biden I and Trump liked, are both pieces of shit. Yeah. Well, I mean, there is that. <laughs> there is that. And I'm not ashamed well, to admit it. And, and I love it when somebody's like, well, then you, you know, you just cost Trump the election. No, no I fucking didn't. I mean, Trump cost Trump the election no, last time no. I checked. I mean, honestly, well, I'm, no, I'm not even going to say Trump cost Trump the election. I, I'm i just going to go out on a limb, and this is not truth, or I don't have any, like, I don't have any, you know, data to back this up, but I'm just going to say this out loud, that I think about every election in the last hundred years has been rigged. Oh, Probably. One way or another. I mean, think about it. Right? Got, or at least has been cheated. Even the rules. Maybe well, not rigged, no, but, but, but at think least about it, cheated, think about it. right? Almost every election, there's there's a call for uh, voter fraud mm-hmm. in almost every election. Well, there's easily findable even, voter fraud in so, every election. So in this last one, they're always talking about the Russian collusion, right? Mm, yeah. Well, guess what? In the one before that, Russian collusion. Oh. When, 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 uh, when uh, Hillary lost? When Hillary lost? Yeah. yeah. That was Russian, Russian collusion. Russian collusion. Yeah. You know, Trump loses. That was it was because of mail in voting. It was paper ballots. Oh, my God. I saw something that was fucking insane. Yeah. Insane. 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 It's a new word. Insane. Insane. This guy got six months in prison for a meme. Oh, he put up a meme. Wait, is he from the UK or is he from? No, no. America. What? Um, What? Because he tricked one hundred and sixty two thousand people into voting by text message. What? He put up a means like to vote for Hillary text vote to whatever number and well, 162,000 registered I, Democrats bought into it. Now, the, the 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 defense was two pronged. One, it was obviously a joke. Mm-hmm. And two, uh, in the last election, a, a Democrat did the exact same thing. Mm. Vote Trump, blah, blah, blah. But no one did it. Hmm. And the judge basically said. Well, basically, no one was dumb enough to believe her, but apparently they were dumb enough. To, so he's almost like saying like that, like, like the, these voting Democrats are dumb enough to believe. <laughs> you know, if you read between the lines. But yeah, this guy got six. I don't mo- think he should have got six. Months. This guy's got six. He should have got like he should have got six claps for because, that. Because. Um, like, yeah, right. Wait, yeah, wait I, I, I think I they it. were calling it. Uh, uh, it wasn't voter fraud, but it was like. Was it voter intimidation or Something like, voter like, like just messing with the vote? Was it um, because technically that's a federal offense? You know, messing, was it messing was it a was it a low IQ hack? Right, that's what they called it. <laughs> I, that has nothing IQ to do with people, anything. I just saw that this week, and yeah. I thought that was like, tragic but hilarious. Well, and, and I just I, I think that we as a society have have gotten to the point to where, 
and and really this is this is the crust of it for me is that we want to back the winners right and so it's either good or bad it's either black or white it's really? either red or blue I like, think America more likes the underdog nah, than I don't ever think so anymore I don't think so anymore really? I really don't no you I, don't I think really we're an think underdog story anymore I think that people just want to win like they don't care like they would love to see the underdog you know, win right that, that's like, something that there is something think, to that because yeah. I think I think today's generations are all so separated from each other that there's just this massive you, know, you hear about it all the time. There's just mass depression. There's yeah. just these, all these kids was, are, yeah. are just sad. Yep. yep. And you know maybe maybe you're right. Maybe it is that they just want to take a W somewhere. You yeah. know somewhere they can feel vindicated. Like I voted for that guy. He yeah. won. Like I'm part of it. You know. Because well, I think I think that's I think that's a big thing that kids are missing is that when when we were young we had to have friend groups that that met face to face. So we were part of these extended groups like like we were part of things it was things happened with us yeah and we, we were included to, we got to be around a lot of other human beings that had flaws that made yeah. mistakes and that not just rebounded voices. from them and and it was a learning experience through just hanging out with other human beings where in relation to social media everything on social media is this guy's a fucking Completely. winner he well, just fucking won look at how big this guy fucking won and then that, you're sitting back going you yourself turn around and see how fake all yeah. of it is well but when you're a kid you don't see the fakeness you just see that this no, person's absolutely. amazing and this person's amazing and why am i not amazing yeah. can you imagine like the stress and God, i can't no, imagine I, like, honestly I, i'm super glad that i grew up without this bullshit like, because I, I don't know how i don't know how these kids make it right i now. can't imagine the weight that these kids are under from the stress of seeing all of their peers online and all the shining smiley faces on every profile well, and it's never so having you, to see the actual hurt and problems that people think go about through. this there are there are job professions now called influencers mm-hmm. people who just have massive followings on yep. on these social yeah. social media yep. platforms that are then sponsored to there was there was this big one apparently uh, on on the on the tiki talks there's this uh, Ooh, there's this chick uh, Charlie D'Amelio who's like super massive on that platform sure. and they her family just launched a new fit popcorn i don't know but she put on her and her family put on walmart uh work smocks and oh. they were and people on like couldn't believe this bullshit like how dare you how dare you basically make fun of the working class by being in there knowing that you're rich as fuck and you're 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 portraying yourselves as these as these workers at walmart when and i'm like but you see that it's all fake, right? Like obviously it's fake. Everything it's is fake. fake. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, somebody's even talking movies now. Like most movies don't even go to locations anymore. Sure. It's green screen. Yeah, it's it's green screen. It's it's so That's what the whole strikes are about. The majesty right? The majesty of the entertainment that we used to have was because they had to go and do shit. Mm-hmm. If you wanted a particular scene, you had to fucking go somewhere where that yeah. scene existed. Yep. You know, and then you had to make it like like everything is and you can see it. I, I think that it's just become this whole thing where everyone just expects everything to mm-hmm. be so fucking fake all the fucking time. Sure. That nothing is real, which then leads everyone like, well, we're just living in a simulation anyway. I mean, but <laughs> <laughs> it, it makes me sad. Makes me sad too. I, I it listen. Really does. You know, my my kid. I, I recently let him start playing Destiny because oh. I like the game mm-hmm. and I figured he would like the game and he really does. Sure. But I've had to really watch the people that he talks to online. Mm-hmm. I, I was online with him the other day, and somebody that he had added as a friend that I wasn't aware of got on, and it was a grown-ass man. And I'm like, dude, you know you're playing with an 8-year-old kid, right? Like, I don't know how fucking cool that is, right. you know? Right. And, and uh, yeah, sorry. That's all right. Jason's starting supper for yeah, me, yeah. so I can well, finish nice this guy. up. <laughs> um. But like kid, even then, like adult, fake yeah. fake friends, you know, uh, mm-hmm. I I really feel a sense of 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 sadness for what kids have to go through because how, they don't have real friends anymore. How low, their voices, how their voices in headphones. Yeah. You know, it could yeah. be anybody that you're yeah. talking to. There's no real connection to any of them. I think that there's a lot lost too in the just the building of being able to have a conversation with somebody to build a relationship with another human being, to be able to look at them in the face and to see their emotion and to, to, to feel what they're going through. Like there's such a loss of that Mm -hmm. with people that, and then they don't know know how to do it when they are presented Mm -hmm. with it. Yeah. So then uh, you get to like these, 
what they call an entitled child who doesn't understand mm-hmm. no. Yeah. Or you, or you have these children that just don't have any empathy for anybody None. else. Like they just were going to do what they're going to do and nobody's going to stop them doing no that. Or they have no ability to to understand anyone else's yeah. emotions because they've never had to. Yep. Yep. You know, if it gets too heated online, you can just turn the fucker off. Or you can just you know? block the person. Or right? you can like, block yeah, them. Yeah, you, you can just completely off that person from your purview altogether. You know, we, we've talked about before, like the first thing that you see when you talk to somebody is their eyes. Always. Yeah. That's the yeah, first. We're, we're designed to look into someone's eyes first. That's yeah. why yeah. they're different. When you, you communicate, know? that's how you're supposed to look at somebody. Exactly. You're supposed to look in their eyes when you communicate with and somebody. They're missing out on this whole section of of interaction with real people in real situations mm-hmm. with real emotions yeah you know and and the you know i got kicked out of my house like saturday morning 10 o'clock get the fuck out of here mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know either you clean or you leave i'm fucking gone yeah. you know <laughs> well and i <laughs> and think I'll, that's... i'm on my bike I'm, I'm i'm instantly with my friends yeah and all day all fucking day we're doing shit yep yep you know, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love video games. I have played them since I was seven and I will play them. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Actually, I think there might be a shelf life on that. I'm really getting to the point where it's uh, not. I don't as, play it all anymore. So. It's not as important to me. Mm-hmm. I still use it as a way to to, to kind of relax, relax. But down. it's not sure. like I don't come home thinking I got to get on. I got to right, get on. Right. But. I love the fact, but it's like when you spend the entire day inside staring at a TV screen. Yeah, I mean, doing nothing that actually has any kind of real merit. I mean, I I, I just think that a lot of these kids are are, are there's some psychological out. impact to that. I really think I there really is. think there is. Yeah, and I sure. think I think we see it when this when my older son's generation became adults, mm-hmm. and all of a sudden they don't know what to do. Mm-hmm. You know, I've seen I've seen it in some of my son's friends. Mm-hmm. Just they're just so clueless on how to live life. Because they've never had to. Yeah. They've never been forced to be in a situation where they had to make any kind of real decision that had real ramifications. Yeah. You know, and then you get chunked out into the real world where that's all it is, yeah. is decisions and ramifications. Yeah. And they don't know how to fucking deal with it. Well, I think that there's, I, I think going back to what I was talking about with the generation that didn't talk about religion and politics, and then the next generation just kind of stayed to themselves, right? The boomers. Yeah, I, I feel like they're really entitled and they had a lot of, you know, really exciting things happen in their life. Like they're historically those families are the ones that, you know, moved to the coasts and, you yeah. know, did all of the things because the money was worth something back then. And yeah. there wasn't a lot of taxation. And then, you know, we came along and we're a gen- we're the generation that really pioneered the technology I, I, in my I eyes. Right. Earlier that I really loved. I no longer will call myself Generation X. I am mm. now the forgotten generation. Oh, yeah. We kind of are the, the lost, forgotten, the lost, yeah, the lost and lost forgotten generation. generation. Yeah. But I think our generation was the one that pioneered technology. Well, and really, we, we took had that. To. Well, yeah, we had to. Well, and there was more opportunity for us too, right? Like the 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 well, invention of the transistor and all of those things that happened technologically. I'm even saying pushed us into that. I'm even saying that my parents' generation. Which is not your parents' generation. <laughs> no, my parents' generation is another twenty years older. Um, yeah, yeah, your parents were, weren't even boomers. No, like your no, parents they were, were technically post World War II. Technically, you're a boomer. I'm a boomer. Technically, 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 technically. I wasn't born. You might be Gen X, yeah. but you're a boomer. I'm a booming Xer. Um, <laughs> but no, if you think about it, like my parents, you know, that was like the first generation where, in the '80s, when things did start the getting 70s a little were screwy rough for people right the 70s the were real were bad because screwy. you had like yeah. the, the the gas embargo yeah. and and almost almost rates. a goddamn money money was hard recession. to get yep um so you know my parents were, were like the first generation of two income families mm-hmm. like like almost yeah. everyone had a two income family for sure and yeah. we didn't have the kind of entertainment or the kind of placeholders that children have now right there were no tablets there were no cell phones there were there were board games Shoot, we didn't even have air conditioning back when i was growing up we, we had window to, units like we, the central we air, sat in front central of a air fan existed with, but we weren't fucking we sat in front of it. a fan with a tub of water in front yeah, of it yeah, ice cubes. <laughs> yeah. we did that shit all the time yeah. I, I want to say my dad actually invented that cooler that yeah. uh, you stick a fan blowing down into the ice and then have a tube yeah. come out because he made one of those when yep. i was like six yep I mean, a bunch of guys had them back then, but they were like, they weren't, they weren't dumb. Like if you blow the fan on the ice and have an outcome to like, yeah. or an out, out yep. event. Mm-hmm. But anyway, I just think that, you know, I, I, I don't like to, I, I used to be like that one, like, oh, they just got it easy. Like, I don't, 
I don't want to say that anymore. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think every generation has its its own well, I think there's, hurdles. Yeah, there's individual hurdles for every person inside of a generation, too, we, right? When I say we were forgotten, I really feel like most of my childhood was spent alone. Like, I, my parents are both at work. My, mm-hmm. I only had the one sister. Like, I had to fend for myself, mm-hmm. like, from a very early age. Yeah. That was us. And well, think about Ferris Bueller, right? Ferris Bueller movie, like that was parents, that was our patron movie. Parents went well, seriously, <laughs> but the parents went to work, and the kid, oh, I'm sick today, and then he yeah. went out and had an adventure yep. the entire day because parents weren't around to catch him. No, and you know this That's is us. obviously before That's any us. kind of other kind of <laughs> of very easy electronic. Well, we uh, had no cell phones. Nope. You know, we had no. I mean, there was pagers available, but those were expensive. Now, when I was like, okay, I think I saw my first pager in Hawaii when I was. Yeah. 19 sure yeah they were in the states a little bit earlier than that i think i think i was in my 15 16 years old when i saw my first pager richest kid in school had a pager you know so before the advent of the internet and the world got smaller there was a time where where i lived was about seven to eight years behind the rest of the nation Yeah, for sure yep um i I don't i don't even to get things across i'm just talking about south carolina south carolina yeah uh, it was you would be surprised how far be and they're not anymore. It, it's like right. I said, the Internet has made the world a lot smaller. Yep. And it's hard to be behind when you have the entire world of information at your fingertips. Mm-hmm. But, you know, like just just styles, music, everything was a little bit farther behind. So sure. that I saw my first car phone in South Carolina, but it was literally a rotary phone in someone's car. Oh, my God. Seriously, that was hardwired to a battery pack and an antenna. Ah, that's and so it funny. Costs, it costs. Are you ready for this? Yeah. The low, low price of sixty-two dollars a minute. Oh shit! Yeah. Wow. I asked the girl once. I was like, "Can I can call I my?" Make... I was like, "Can I call my dad?" She's like, "You got about a hundred bucks." I was like, "No." She's then no. No. Nope. No thanks. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I, I mean, if you want to talk about duality, that's a good one. Just the fact yeah. that there is such a divide anymore between us and our children. Mm-hmm. And and I want to say that that divide existed always between always adults and children. Oh, I think so. Adults and children. Yeah, for sure. Yep. But it's like I and I don't. I'm not trying to to diminish anyone else, but it really seems like I think us and and like like people that are just older than my kids, like say like right now like mid thirties, mm-hmm. yeah. you know. I really think that there's just this decline in. connecting skills with with their children you know i don't know how many times i've been somewhere and i've seen just a parent struggling yeah with a child and i'm just like in my head this is a very solvable problem right now right but you know and and i see them trying to coddle and coax and beg and barter and i'm in my head i'm like that is such a bad idea but there's just this, like, you want to talk about, like, like the, a divide duality. Like, that, that, to me, that seems like t- the, the biggest one. Like, we're on one side, and the whole two generations below us, Zs and what are they on now, As? I don't know. Because millennials are kind of like us. You know, Jesse's a millennial. Mm-hmm. She's more. She's mm. she's an early millennial. Like, I'm a late Gen X. She's like they an grew early up with technology. Millennial. We yeah. didn't. Yeah. Yeah. I think that they actually but, have a harder time communicating because I think they're more to themselves. I really do. Like, I think you I think you and I especially are people that wear themselves on their on our sleeves pretty well. Like, I think that's a real mark of our generation. Um, I don't yeah, think millennials do to... that. I don't think millennials do that nearly as much. I think that they they feign the success side of things. And that's all they want to talk about, because right. that's how they grew up. Right. 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 Yeah. No one wants to take the. Yeah, I'm proud of my L's. I, I, I've, well, earned, I've earned every loss, yeah. every failure that I've done. Yeah, that I've that I've well, suffered through. You should be proud through. of your W's too. You should be proud oh, no, of your W's. I, I and you am proud of your L's. But, but yeah. I do bear my L's with as much pride as I bear my well, W's. Well, the L's are what make us who we are. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And yeah. that I think that's another thing that's just lost on people anymore. It's like no one wants to lose, but you don't know how to win if you don't fucking lose. Well, the the thing I think that's lost on the generation that has grown up with technology is 
because the only thing that they see are the the W's online, right? Like they see all the wins, even if they're not real wins, they see wins. Yeah. Right. Like everybody's feigning. Look how look how great I am. Look how much I've won. And that's what's causes a lot of the depression. Like, well, fuck. Why does my life suck so much if everybody else yeah. that I see online is doing fucking well, great? Because everything's all glitzy and glamour. And, well, that's and the dirty little secret is that no one is great. Right. No yeah, one's great. I, I everybody's dealing with times. it. Like you want to talk about all of the anxiety and all of the depression and all of the meds that are being prescribed today that were never prescribed 20 years ago. Oh, absolutely. Like granted some of that's because of technological advance, but like all of this stuff is happening because oh, we definitely, everybody thinks that their life sucks. In we're definitely to raising else's. a pharmaceutical generation. Oh, of course. Yeah. I, I have a feeling that within the next 20 years, like there will be a massive break. From from the pharmaceuticals, yeah. like I think people will just get fed well, up with it. My question is, like, if we're gonna sit here and talk about duality, like, how how do we get out of it? And I'm gonna pause for just a second because we didn't pregame, and I got to pee, and you got a phone call. So, well, I mean, be right back. All right, we're back. Okay. So, answer answer the question. <laughs> you can't handle the truth. <laughs> so how do how do we get past this and? Let me preface this a little bit by saying, so previous generations were don't talk about it or only show the good that's happening or wherever else we're at today. And now let's talk about everything, but don't show any receipts. <laughs> you know, I'll say that the same thing I told, you know, okay, so I'm, a, I'm, I'm an ordained minister. I have actually married people. Me too. I don't. And, and nice. I have a sermon of sorts, a message. And I'll say it right here because I think this is the thing. I, I firmly believe that we have lost the ability to effectively communicate to people. And not only by communicate do I mean talking and listening, but I mean debate. I mean argue. And I don't mean argue in a mean sense. I mean argue a point. Right. You know. Um, communicate with somebody. But being able, being able to hear criticism. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't think people identify or identify. I just don't think people can handle not hearing that they're the best at what they do. Sure. And when they find out they're not, I think their entire their entire world building just breaks. You know, I used to watch uh, American Idol. Mm hmm but only for the first few episodes when Simon Cowell was just ripping people apart. And I know everybody thought that was mean, but I, I saw the truth in it. No one had ever told that person that they are terrible. Right. You know, you've, you've you know spent your entire life. No, I, know, really. I yeah. know. But you've spent your entire life being built up and being told that you're, you've got this amazing voice and you're beautiful. You're going to be a great singer. And then this guy is like, look, you're bad. Right. And, and, and he was blunt. And I think people always misunderstood the bluntness as being mean. Like, no, he's trying to help them. Well, who's that chef that does the same thing? I can't remember. Gordon Ramsay. Gordon Ramsay. Yeah, he yeah. does the same thing. And it's like, it's like the bluntness. But have you ever heard because... his praise? Like, oh, have yeah, you ever absolutely. heard Simon's praise oh, or absolutely. Gordon's praise? Yep. Like, it's, it's so over the top great. Really. Because I think they, they understand that this, especially with, with a younger generation than, than say, us. Say so, so anyone under 40. I think that some people just need to have that glass broken, you know, mm -hmm. that that they need to have it put in their face like, hey. Well, I know, think there's it, nothing more depressing than to be someone who is showered with praise all the time that doesn't think they deserve it. Right. Like the job that I'm doing is mediocre that at best. Don't deserve it. Or, yeah, that's what I mean. Right. Like, so you're you're doing a job that's mediocre at best. And you know that it's mediocre because you're barely putting any effort into it. And then somebody tells you, oh, my God, you're doing such a great job. Oh, yeah. OK, thanks. But well, no, I, I, I get really, that. But my, my problem is people but that that's are what being kids so are being hyped told up today. Right. Like they're being hyped up for doing I'm, mediocre. But I'm not even talking about the ones that, that don't think they deserve the praise. I'm talking about the ones that think they do deserve the praise. I think that's kind of uh, well, and I don't that know balloon if that's a big that small that, percentage, but. that balloon gets gets blown up. I I see it all the time with kids, like at, at parties and whatever. Just you know, these kids that just walk around thinking that they're the fucking best thing that has ever walked on the planet Earth. And I'm like, I don't know who has fed you this. Mm -hmm. There's a kid on my on my kid's football team, and I, I'm not gonna say anything because I'm not gonna fuck a kid up. But bum, bum, ba but he is obnoxiously arrogant sure when he has no reason to be right 
you know? Yeah, he's and been told his whole life that he's exactly, amazing, right? And exactly. so just just him existing is amazing. My parents had absolutely no problem telling me when I wasn't good at something. Mm-hmm. And and at the time, yeah, maybe it did seem a little mean, but but what it really did was it helped me to focus on the things that I am good at. Yeah. And I didn't have any of these delusions in my head that that separated me from everyone else because I think that I am a thing that I'm not. Yeah. Which is why the one thing I've always told my children, and I said it like I think in the very first fucking podcast, the only thing you can ever do in this world is be you. Yeah. You know, and I think ultimately that's what it really comes down to is I don't I, I think people are just have this self inflated view of themselves and, and until they know who they really are, sure. I don't think you can communicate. Yeah. I think that's I think that's part of the reason I kind of started us off with the generation that said don't talk about politics and don't talk about religion. Which Be- are still good fucking because, ideas. Because one of the things that they did do, and it's, it's one of the things that I remember from my dad pretty well. One of the things that he did do really well was that he told me the truth all the time. Right. Like if I did something amazing, I got showered, you know, showered with praise for him was, hey, buddy, good job. Right. Like you really you really did a great job there. Like that was but that was it. That was all you're going to get. And if I did something that was not great, he told me about it. Like, you know, hey, you could improve by doing it this way. Like, I think that they were a generation that told the truth. And I think that the answer for me, that's the first part of it, is we have to stop embellishing and we have to stop telling falsehoods to make someone feel good. We have to tell the truth. I think that's the first way out of the problem that we're in. And the second thing, and I think that this is more important actually than telling the truth is that we have to listen to comprehend. You have to and hear it. We have to listen to comprehend and not listen to respond. Yeah. Right? Yeah. I, I think if, if, if we could just do those two things well as a society, if we could tell the truth and listen well, to each other to comprehend what the other person is saying, we could turn this entire thing around. I'll close with this right here, and this will be it for me. I think a lot of it stems from, honestly, how we were raised, you know, and the bluntness. And I think that people just try to, like I said, I think everything comes from good intentions. And I think these, this whole thing started with people just trying to find a gentler way to raise their children. Sure. You know, but it, it turns into people forget we're animals. We are animals Mm -hmm. and we have to be hard. Yeah. There has to be an edge to you somewhere. And I think we're just raising a generation of people that maybe they do have an edge, but it's just in the wrong place. And maybe it's not wrong to them. Maybe we just recognize it as being wrong because it's not in the place where we would have an edge. Sure. Sure. I don't know what's right or what's wrong. I know what's right for me. And I know that it's served my life well. Sure. And I just see a lot of generation of children that are not being served yeah. by by the way they were brought up. Yep. And it's it's definitely causing a huge a huge gap yeah. between all of us that I don't I don't know that it's too late. I think everything comes in cycles and I think that there will be a time where people will start cracking down again, you know, being harder and this whole light touch generation will fade and and then the, that'll come back. Like it, yeah. everything works in cycles. Yeah. You know, what's well, happened before, it'll happen again. <laughs> I think the one thing that Bell's we can't, the one thing that we can't have happen if we're going to tell the truth and we're going to listen intently and listen to comprehend is we can't, we can't stop speech, right? You can't censor it. You can't be against it. Like you don't you have to have like it, but you have to hear it. You don't even have to hear it, but you have to let it be said. I think that you just have to be really pro allowing people to say the things that they want to say. You know, like you have to allow the voices to happen. Because at the end of the day, the more voices that are out there, the more voices that are speaking their opinions, the more that people listen and try to comprehend those opinions, even if it's not the same wavelength that you would necessarily be on, the stronger we all become. The more we understand each other, and the more that we're able to just under like just simply like like you and I we understand each other i think at a really 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 great level right like it's it's primitive almost how we understand yeah. each other right because we've had these conversations 
so many times and we've yeah. been truthful and honest with each other through all of those conversations and we've really listened to each other to try to comprehend that doesn't always happen but we always try to come back to that right and that's part of the reason that we have such a great friendship um god i can't imagine what this world would be like if we could just get to that place it'd be great that's where i'm gonna end us out so Hey, this has been Two Drink Minimum. This is a short abbreviated version. Halloween special. No, we're not calling bye, it Neil. that. Hey. Uh, bye, Nick. <laughs> I like how we turned this back into a let's just love everyone thing. I Fuck, th- I hate that. <laughs> I think, but I think that truth is the one thing that brings love more than anything else. <laughs> hey, we're out. We'll see you later. Love you guys. No time to dwell on that cause my brain reacts Front if you want kid lay on your back I don't fake jazz kid you know I bring it to your life Stay in a child's place kid you out of line Criminal mind thirsty for recognition